This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, April 27th. This year's Big Bass Bash brought more than 3,000 participants from 35 states and some from Canada. For one 20-year-old from Lincoln, Missouri, it brought in $100,000. Caleb Allison won the top prize with a 7.5-pound whopper and credits his dad for his win. He says he's been fishing since he could hold the pole. He said his dad has always taken him out on his bass boat, and he wanted to say honestly that all the credit goes to him. The Osage Beach Fire Protection District just added a new fireboat to the fleet. The boat purchased from Lake Assault Boats is a 31-foot model hull with twin Mercury 300-horsepower outboard engines. The new purchase replaces the oldest boat in the Osage Beach fleet, Marine 11, that has since been sold to a department in New York State. The boat is also equipped with a 1,500-gallon-a-minute fire pump and other upgrades that will be utilized during fires and search and rescues on the water. A Montreal woman was seriously injured Saturday after falling off the roof of a Jeep. 39-year-old Chanel Vanswijk was riding on the top of a Jeep Wrangler, and as the vehicle made a turn down a hill, she fell off the top of the Jeep. She sustained serious injuries and was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. On the ice last night, St. Louis Blues suffering just their third loss in 15 games. They lose at Colorado, finish the road trip with a 3-1 record. They come back home to play the Golden Knights on Friday, and the playoffs get underway next week. College baseball last night, it was Mizzou and MSU going at it. The Tigers and the Bears, Missouri State wins it in a tight game 3-2 the final score so MSU 18 and 18 on the season Mizzou is 22 and 16 on the season and the Tigers and Bears split their two games in the last week Mizzou won a week ago by a run and Missouri State wins last night by a run so tonight the Bears will be at home against St. Louis softball tonight the Mizzou Lady Tigers 27 and 17 will be at home to St. Louis. 
the uh, MSU ladies, uh, as uh, uh, they've been hot of late. They won two or three against Loyola over the weekend. They will be at Southern Illinois tonight. As for the majors, Cardinals are 9-7 and seven after losing their second straight to the Mets last night. 3-0. They'll look to uh, avoid a series sweep against the Mets tonight. Royals opened a series in Chicago, beating the White Sox 6-0 last night. The Royals 6-9 and nine on the young season. As for the NFL, they're gearing up for the draft. That's right, round one of the NFL draft tomorrow night. Jaguars, Lions, Texans, Jets, and Giants with the uh, top five picks. And uh, the Chiefs will have two first-round picks at number 29 and 30 overall. They also have a couple of second-round picks at 50 and 62 overall. Chiefs hoping to uh, get some good young players. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. And keep in mind, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, you can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku or streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new product, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product mix. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, Um, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2.2 saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church, and corruption by the world. Basically, negative things. Let me instead offer a positive reason. Christians think for themselves about their faith. We are called to study the word and ponder what it means, and that leads to subtle disagreement. Nevertheless, we agree in our commitment to Jesus Christ. The many interpretations of Scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever. Thankfully, you can fix this. Set aside your theories and favorite teachers and read the Bible for clarity.
If you'd like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, The Key. Hey, it's 808. Welcome in on this beautiful, 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 beautiful Wednesday morning. It is April the 27th, 2022, and i got to tell you, folks, this is just an incredible day to be alive and live at the Lake of the Ozarks and tune in and spend some of your time with us this morning here on Key Radio, always ready with a vast array of knowledge and things to talk about and people to uh, interview the movers and shakers around the Lake of the Ozarks, the true community radio station, 49 degrees down here on Osage Beach at the offices and studio of SRG Financial Advisors, the world headquarters, if you will. Love to get the opportunity to uh, come out here and enjoy the great facilities and talk with uh, Bill and Janice and Christopher and Dan and Aubrey and all the folks that can help you out if you uh, do need a little something-something in the way of, uh, of some financial advice. I like to think I know a lot about finances, but when you break it right down, I don't know diddly squat. And that is exactly why uh, you should take the opportunity to talk to the folks here at SRG Financial Advisors. They will definitely point you in the right direction. 809, well, what uh, are we looking at weather-wise? Today, not a bad day at all. I miss cutting the grass by that much today. (laughs) The day's not over yet. Well, that's true. 74 with a, it says here, a good deal of sunshine. Is there a bad deal of sunshine? I guess there is, and that's normally, I guess if we're talking about rain, 74 degrees and a good deal of sunshine, partly cloudy early, followed by a cloudy sky overnight, 55 the low. Unfortunately, folks, rain comes back in the forecast. 60 the high tomorrow, a low of 55. Morning showers on Friday, high 74, low 63. Morning showers on Saturday, high 75 and a low of 50, then mostly sunny on Sunday, and a high of 73 degrees. Scattered showers Monday, partly cloudy on Tuesday. Scattered showers and thunderstorms on Wednesday, looking at a high Monday of 71. Tuesday's high of 70. And as we get into the middle of next week, we'll hit a high of 66 degrees. Well, thank you for uh, joining us on what I found out is uh, Babe Ruth today. Today is Babe Ruth Day, the Bambino. Explore his extraordinary life through his childhood baseball years and, unfortunately, uh, those years when he was dealing with cancer. Today is also Administrative Professionals Day. The holiday is uh, so important. It even got its own episode on The Office. You ever watch that show with... Uh, yeah, I have noticed it a couple is it, times. Is it Steve Carell? I think that's... Yeah, I think that's who it is. Yeah. He did 40-Year-Old Virgin and a couple other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. International Guide Dog Day. Also, Denim Day. A good day if you like to wear the denim. National Devil Dog Day, celebration for National De- Devil Dog Day is uh, today. It's a, a sweet indeed. It, it, it looks delicious. National Prime Rib Day. So you get your prime rib, you get your devil dog, and uh, you're off and running. By the way, just so you know, it's a cream filling between two layers of cake inspired this yummy holiday. Say hello to National Devil Dog Day, which pays homage to the namesake food item, from Drake's Foods each year on April 27th. This uh, day also honors the Marine Corps service members who initially earned the nickname Devil Dogs. Uh, Semper Fi, hoorah. Hoorah. Is that like, because de- they use devil's food cake or something? I, I think know. so. That, uh-huh. that, that would probably uh, like a be Susie my Q. guess. You are, 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. The Susie. Boy, how depressing is it as a, as a kid, you know, when you used to get things like Ho-Hos and Twinkies and uh, Susie Q's and Ding Dongs and all that stuff. Uh, and I know Hostess makes all those cakes, but I had a friend whose dad worked at the, the Hostess plant in St. Louis. Oh. And anytime we went over to the house, they were stocked. Right, I, I bet. mean, they were stocked. I bet he was he was a good friend to a lot of people, wasn't he? He was a, a very, very, very <laughs> popular uh, kid. Popular kid, yeah, because <laughs> we all used to hang out at his uh, his house and eat ding dongs and Twinkies. And then they would do the off offshoots, like uh, remember Chocodiles, which was a chocolate covered Twinkie. And then they do yeah, various dials, yeah, uh-huh. do various versions of the ding dong. They would do like a. Uh, different icing or different type of uh, cake inside, and then they, you know, they try different things. Uh, and 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 not to not to say that I didn't enjoy Dolly Madison cakes and candies and all that stuff, but I I've got to tell you, I found something. It's been a while back uh, that reminded me of growing up as a kid. Uh, my father was uh, he worked for Schnucks for a lot of years, and they had what was called the Nancy Ann Bakery at all the Schnucks stores. And they made these brownies that were just incredible. They were like the most chocolatey brownie that you could ever find. They had the nice chocolate fudge cake, the wonderful icing, and then they would put on the bottom, they would put sugar in the pan. And so you had a little crunch to it as well. So I went into Casey's not too long ago, and I saw these brownies, and I'm like, okay, great, I'm going to try that. So it was almost exactly like wow. the Nancy Ann Bakery brownies from days gone by. And immediately we're talking food, and it's only 8.14. <laughs> but the point being is that I went home, so I did the sugar thing, right? Okay. That's okay when you're a kid, but when you're an adult, that's probably not a good idea. You know, yeah. you got, I had so much going on. Of course, cursing through my veins. Right, that's how you lead to diabetes like I got. You know? Exactly. <laughs> I had to stop and remember that, you know, when you do that sort of thing, you're not six anymore, you're 56. <laughs> that's right. And so that that's probably not a good idea. But anyway, those are some things that are going on today, as uh, you can tell. Our good friend uh, Ike Skelton is back in the studio. He was hot on the campaign trail on Saturday. I was emceeing the Dogwood Festival Parade, and I've got the book of all the different entrants, right? And i got to say, this year, they did a fantastic job of keeping most everybody in line. Like, you would turn the page and look over, and guess what? That was the particular you know group you were getting ready to talk about, and so on and so forth. There were a couple of things that got mixed around. But the one thing was the bloody wind. Holy oh, smokes. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. And so when you're trying to hold a mic and turn the pages and go back and forth, because you've got to mention sponsors and things like that throughout the parade, that wind was, was, was pretty brutal. And so much so, again, we'll throw this in, uh, the Young Eagles uh, airplane rides, the free airplane rides at the Campton Memorial Lake Regional Airport were moved from last Saturday to this Saturday, April the 30th. Kids 8 to 17, parent, guardian, because you've got some paperwork to fill out. You can go out there and enjoy. The kids uh, can enjoy. Oh, I guess the parents can go if they need to. Uh, but they they enjoy a free airplane ride to get people motivated, uh, and and maybe these kids uh, find themselves uh, much like a gentleman I talked to out there uh, involved in aviation. A gentleman who said his son got uh, got involved in the Young Eagles program, went out for the free plane ride years ago, and now he's like a 
a major in the Air Force, and he flies the awesome. A-10. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, what a, I always thought when I was, and I, and I got to ride in a helicopter a few times in the military, right. but I always thought it would be cool as heck to be able to fly a helicopter. I mean, to me, I mean, airplanes, that's cool too, but a helicopter, you can hover, you can do all sorts of things, you get this big canopy around you, you can look all around, you know, and the vertical takeoff and land. I just, I just thought a helicopter would be one of the coolest things in the world to be able to learn how to fly. No doubt about it, Ike. Absolutely. That was my goal, uh, to get into the military yeah. and then to turn around and fly helicopters yeah, uh-huh. in the Army. It just didn't work out. Yeah. 656.31, the current lake level, or river level at 554.35. Generation, uh, the discharge rate is down considerably. Uh, but uh, more rain in the forecast, so we'll just have to kind of see where that goes. Our lake is probably uh, filling up nicely at this particular point, and some folks who are on the uh, outer rim that really kind of get uh, uh, get the gut punch, so to speak, when uh, your lift is sitting on the uh, on the mud on the mud, yeah, uh, maybe starting to get a little relief. Uh, there's lots of things going on, various things coming up. And so, uh, yeah, we need that lake level to get back up there. And I'm sure Mother Nature is going to help us with all the rain that uh, we're talking about here probably the next uh, couple, three days anyway. 8.17 is our time. So uh, you were out there on the campaign trail doing the parade. We saw you. We saw Chris Franken. We saw Greg Hasty. We saw Lydia Porter. We saw, what's his name, Nathan Patton. Nathan. And uh, everybody was out there. All the candidates for presiding commission were out there. Let me ask you, what, was anybody saying anything to you? Did you really have time to stop and talk? Or were you doing more more just a, kind of a shake and howdy to get folks familiar with who you are? Yeah, trying to keep up with the truck and uh, keeping up with the, with, the can, with the parade. Unfortunately, I didn't get to talk to folks a lot. Um, just having a great reception from people. Um, just about everybody I talked to is, is uh, you know, glad you're running. Thank you. Got my vote, so forth, you know. And, and, and just, I, I just love being and meeting people. You know, that's part of what I enjoy about my job mm-hmm. is meeting new people and being able to help them out. And, uh, you know, just, just being around people a lot of times, uh, I, I enjoy that. So I had a good time Saturday. Right. It was a lot of work, though, I'll tell you. <laughs> trying to keep up with things. Got and, your cardio uh, in, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, got the cardio going. <laughs> you betcha for sure. And uh, then once you get up you know, once you get up on 54 there, the main drag where you were set up, it's the whole street wide. Yeah. Now i got to figure out how to run from one side of the street all the way over there. Thankfully, uh, my wife Christina was helping out and, and um, uh, campaign uh, actually kind of my – Oh, I guess coordinator, whatever. Uh, Jenny was helping out, and and uh, Charlie, of course, was there with you know, and and uh, Bryce and the little boy, and they were helping. So we had a good time, and the kids had fun. So it was good to see everybody, and and I enjoy it. Well, it was nice to see. I mean, as is normally the case during an election year, you see a lot of the candidates out there. Oh, sure. But I think one of the things that I was impressed with, uh, a couple of the candidates had these massive vehicles. Uh, one of the candidates was driving a dump truck are riding in the dump truck, and the other candidate was riding in, you know, uh, the cab, uh, the the semi there had the had the big, you know, semi out there with the with the logo over the front of the mm-hmm. of the ve- vehicle and everything, and so um, for everybody else, we'll have to find you like a tank maybe. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, something with a, a Humvee or. Uh, uh, I know, uh, was it Fozzie Simon was riding with the folks who had the race car? Sure, yeah. And, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just a number of, of, of different folks that were on uh, vehicles. I mean, you know, you're trying to make an impression, obviously. I might try that riding things next time because that running around. Although, again, you know, when you're up on that vehicle, you can't shake hands with people and you can't talk to them. And uh, I'd rather be out there with the folks if I can if I can get away with it. Yeah. 
See, that's the thing. I mean, that's absolutely what you have to do. And I think all of the candidates, uh, all of the candidates that were running for various uh, positions like circuit clerk and judge and yeah, prosecutor, prosecutor all that, everybody, you have to get down on the on the level with the people. You have yeah. to be on the same level with the people. That's, that's right. That's right. You've got to be out there with them and shaking some hands and saying hello. And, and uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of times... Um, I don't know if the people think so, but I think candidates sometimes think they're on some sort of a different plane, and and um, they're not. You know, they're no better than anybody else. No candidate, no no elected official, anybody holding office is not any better than anybody else out there. As a matter of fact, uh, they are the employee. You know, the, the the people are the boss. I like that. So really, you know, you need to be out there with the folks, listening to them, finding out what they've got going on, and uh, attending to their needs, you know. And, and uh, so, again, I, I just enjoy that stuff. Been doing door knocking. I love that, too. Uh, although, it's, I tell you what, it's a lot of work around Lake of the Ozarks. Uh, the hills and the driveways, oh my gosh, I thought driving down them to go do a job was a bad thing, you know, and, and using that Hemi in my truck to get out of them, now i got to use my two legs. <laughs> That's uh, There's some, man, I don't know. I, I know everybody here gets it about the driveways, but whew, I, it's something different, I'll tell you Well, that. you've done this before. This isn't your first rodeo oh, as a candidate. It's, it's not, but... Uh, I didn't have a lot of the the Horseshoe Bend area is really hilly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know Camden Ten itself is is kind of flat, and when I was down in Laclede County, that area is kind of flat in comparison. But um, you know, you start getting around Sunrise Beach and and the lake homes, especially the places down on the lake, and uh, you know they, those you know, you know it those driveways. Some of them are practically straight up and down. Well, I got to tell you, man. Um uh, this is and, and this goes for everybody that's been out there doing the shake and howdy thing. It's uh, it is interesting to say the least. And uh, I, you know, maybe we'll see you with like one of those little portable oxygen things over your shoulder. No, I don't need to do that. No, just yet. No, 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 don't need to do that yet. Eight twenty-two is our time. Uh, a legal challenge to the controversial new state gun law will head back to circuit court. The Missouri Supreme Court ruled on this uh, yesterday. The case involves a challenge to the constitutionality of the so-called Second Amendment Preservation Act by St. Louis, St. Louis County, and Jackson County. Let's put the shoe on the other foot here for just a second. Well, I have not heard about this at all. I have not been able to pay attention to a lot of stuff. Uh, a name that you certainly uh, seem to hear a little bit more than others as far as the state of Missouri is, is concerned, Cole County Circuit Judge, uh, Circuit Court Judge Daniel Green ruled against the city and the counties in August, saying their request for a... Uh, Declaratory judgment was not appropriate because other cases against the law were already pending. Uh, But the Supreme Court overturned this judgment Tuesday based on arguments heard in February with Judge Zell M. Fisher, Zell, capital Z, E-E-L-M, capital M, uh, Fisher dissenting. The high court did not rule on the constitutionality of the law, but stated the circuit court ruled against the motion in error. Uh, The Second Amendment Preservation Act, which bars police from enforcing federal gun laws that the state declares invalid and carries potential $50,000 penalties for violations, has drawn an array of opposition. Legal challenges have been filed by other localities, individuals, and the U.S. Department of Justice because we know the feds uh, were going to come after us. But let's just put this on the other foot for uh, a second here, the, the shoe on the other foot. If this had been something, and I know you're going to say, this guy has lost his marbles. If it was something that was pushed by the left, do you think we would be going down this path in the first place? Do you think if they decided the Second Amendment Preservation Act made sense for the state of Missouri, 
Uh, you know, it originated here in Camden County, then went on to be uh, something that the state looked at. The governor signed it, said, okay, we'll do this. And now it's it's in court. It's it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and and I see this again as is is quite the stall tactic. You know what I mean? Let's put it in court, which means is it valid or is it not valid? And and now how do the uh, authorities, uh, law enforcement in the state of Missouri, react to this thing while it's in court? Let's say something massive happens. Something is handed down by the feds, and uh, we here in Missouri don't really feel like we need to be dealing with that. So your Second Amendment Preservation Act is all tied up in the courts. Uh, what do you do? Do we uh, do we stand behind it? Do we say no? Since it's uh, uh, in the the legal channels, we have to just wait and see how everything comes out, and then we'll rule on something that uh, comes down from the feds. This is just uh, I, I mean it's so simple, and all it really is stating is that the state of Missouri uh, we appreciate the Second Amendment. We uh, are entitled to the Second Amendment. But at the same time, I say entitled, maybe that's not the right word. It, it's one of our rights, you know. Correct. It, 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 entitled and right is, I guess, two different things. So it, it, what do you do here, and, and how do you handle this? And again, folks, anything and everything with the feds looking at uh, the size of the stock that you're using, the bump stocks and things along those lines, and all of this coming down from the Biden administration, much of which I'm sure Joe Biden has no idea what's going on. However, uh, the, the the fight continues, and you know how much longer before the feds really step in and deal a major blow to the Second Amendment? I, I mean, I know it's in the Constitution. It would have to be voted on, things like that. But, again, just kind of slowing down the process, trying to drag their feet. Well, the bill was signed into law by the governor, so therefore it is law unless there is an injunction to not enforce it by a court. And I don't believe there is anything of that nature yet. So while it's just being challenged, it's still the law of the state and still has to be followed. Um, As far as the feds trying to do anything... Yeah, but quite candid with you, that's what the the entire intent of the bill was to begin with, was to um, basically not, uh, as a matter of fact, the, the, the law actually says that the state of Missouri does not recognize any federal firearms laws, and that they're unconstitutional. And therefore, that's part of the basis as to why uh, Missouri law enforcement officials and other officials are not not allowed to uh, uh, to enforce or attempt to help enforce any of the federal uh, unconstitutional firearms laws. So while it's still the law, it's the law. And I'll be quite candid with you. I don't. I'm not really concerned about what the uh, federal government has to think about it. Right. It's a Missouri law. It is uh, based on anti anti-commandeering doctrine that's been around for quite some time that has uh, withheld scrutiny through the United States Supreme Court and uh, therefore I believe the law is absolutely valid and it sounds to me as though there was some sort of a procedural technicality at the circuit court level that once they get through this procedural hoop I'm sure that the Supreme Court will still say, okay, well, uh, you've rejected it now the right way. So we'll still allow that to be rejected. You know, I can't, I can't think 
Uh, the time and effort that was put together to get this thing written and made, I can't see that it being overturned in any way, shut down, shot down, changed, or what have you. I think it's the law of the state of Missouri, and um, I think it's a fantastic law. I don't think it goes quite far enough, in my opinion, Right. Uh, but uh, that's okay, and, I, and in, uh, it, it needs to stay just exactly the way it is, and um, you know, obviously we have a system, so challenge it if you will, uh, but um, there you are. Uh, I, I I think it's uh, completely valid, and and you know, you know, any time that you seem to want to take away um, some sort of power from someone that has it, right. especially in the government, uh, they tend to uh, get a little uh, uh, angsty about that. You know, they don't like that little power being taken away. The federal government doesn't like it when you uh, get into their fiefdom, if if you will. Uh-huh. Um, they want to be able to run amok as they wish to run amok, and, and states are starting to stand up. It's it's fascinating to me that, that you know, states can can pick and choose various things that they don't want to follow at the federal level, yet then uh, the feds come back with only certain things that they want to challenge. Uh, they haven't challenged any of the, uh, not really challenged any of the folks that are that don't want to deal with immigration, don't want to help out with immigration. Uh, that's the same kind of anti-commandeering. The federal government is, is by constitution, has the authority to deal with immigration. Yet some of these states have said, well, we're not going to have our people help you uh, deal with immigration. I'll be honest, that's an anti-commandeering place too. And if California says, well, yeah, you have purview over over uh, immigration, but our law enforcement officers are not going to help you. Um, they can do that, I think, because that's anti-commandeering. I disagree with that, but um, that is the option of that state to do if that's the way they want to do things. That, and that, that, that's such a beautiful thing about America. We have 50 different little laboratories of experiments that can be, they can try different things, find out what works for their citizens, and then other states can try it and whatnot. And um, when you, and the reason we're, we have these these other anti-commandeering and, and, and the pushback, and look at the marijuana law. That's the hugest pushback against federal uh, so-called authority that there could be. Talking about uh, thumbing your nose at uh, at the federal government. Uh, 8.30 is our time, and uh, just to kind of wrap this up a little bit, opponents have argued the act violates the supremacy clause of the U.S. Constitution, which states that federal law supersedes state law among other rights guaranteed by state and federal constitutions. So if that's the case, then why do you... Uh, states have constitutions of their own to begin with, right? Exactly, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Supremacy Clause states that uh, I, laws that are made in furtherance of the Constitution are supreme. When you have a law, any rules that are directly against uh, the, the uh, uh, Constitution, they're not supreme. They're not even rules and laws. Yeah. It is 53 degrees. We have a beautiful day going, and uh, we've got more coming up with Ike Skelton in your phone calls this morning at 573-633-5395. How do you feel about the uh, Second Amendment Preservation Act and the fact that it is being challenged? And do you think that uh, challenge will uh, hold up? Right now, we've got Stacy Johnson standing by, LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. Also, Chris Schneider with Lake TV and a check of sports. It is Key Radio and The Daily Show. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, April 27th. This year's Big Bass Bash brought more than 3,000 participants from 35 states and some from Canada. 
For one 20-year-old from Lincoln, Missouri, it brought in $100,000. Caleb Allison won the top prize with a 7.5-pound whopper and credits his dad for his win. He says he's been fishing since he could hold the pole. He said his dad has always taken him out on his bass boat, and he wanted to say honestly that all the credit goes to him. The Osage Beach Fire Protection District just added a new fireboat to the fleet. The boat purchased from Lake Assault Boats is a 31-foot model hull with twin Mercury 300 horsepower outboard engines. The new purchase replaces the oldest boat in the Osage Beach fleet, Marine 11, that has since been sold to a department in New York State. The boat is also equipped with a 1,500-gallon-a-minute fire pump and other upgrades that will be utilized during fires and search and rescues on the water. A Montreal woman was seriously injured Saturday after falling off the roof of a Jeep. 39-year-old Chanel Vanswijk was riding on the top of a Jeep Wrangler, and as the vehicle made a turn down a hill, she fell off the top of the Jeep. She sustained serious injuries and was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. On the ice last night, St. Louis Blues suffering just their third loss in 15 games. They lose at Colorado, finish the road trip with a 3-1 and record. They come back home to play the Golden Knights on Friday, and the playoffs get underway next week. College baseball last night, it was Mizzou and MSU going at it. The Tigers and the Bears, Missouri State wins it in a tight game, 3-2 the final score. So MSU 18-18 on the season. Mizzou is 22-16 on the season. And the Tigers and Bears split their two games in the last week. Mizzou won a week ago by a run, and Missouri State wins last night by a run. So tonight, the Bears will be at home against St. Louis. Softball tonight, the Mizzou Lady Tigers, 27-17, and 17, will be at home to St. Louis. The uh, MSU ladies, uh, as uh, uh, they've been hot of late, they won 2-3 or three against Loyola over the weekend. They will be at Southern Illinois tonight. As for the majors, Cardinals are 9-7 and seven after losing their second straight to the Mets last night, 3-0. They'll look to uh, avoid a series sweep against the Mets tonight. Royals opened a series in Chicago, beating the White Sox 6-0 last night. The Royals 6-9 and nine on the young season. 
season. As for the NFL, they're gearing up for the draft. That's right, round one of the NFL draft tomorrow night. Jaguars, Lions, Texans, Jets, and Giants with the uh, top five picks. And uh, the Chiefs will have two first-round picks at number 29 and 30 overall. They also have a couple of second-round picks at 50 and 62 overall. Chiefs hoping to uh, get some good young players. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. And keep in mind, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, you can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku or streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting The Key with your monthly donation. Be a part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3 The Key. It's 838. Welcome back. 53 degrees is where we are on a beautiful Wednesday morning at the Lake of the Ozarks. Hopefully uh, you'll get a little time to play today. We've got more rain moving in, unfortunately, tomorrow. Looks like showers and a high of only around 60 degrees, which I guess that's not a bad thing. It's still spring, man. This is spring. Let's have a little rain in 60s. And, and uh, you know, they had that, what, 85 or whatever it was just the other day it jumped up to. Uh-huh. That was a little too hot too fast for me. <laughs> Uh, that's a little too hot too you fast. Like I'm already, already complaining about it getting hot. There right? you go. It just got out of the winter. It, it didn't take long. 60 degrees for the high tomorrow and a low of 55 with a good chance for rain. Morning uh, thunder showers possible both Friday and Saturday morning. 74 the high on Friday, a low 63. 75 on Saturday, a low of 50. Mostly sunny and 73 on Sunday with a low of 51. Scattered thunderstorms possible Monday, high 71, low 55. Partly cloudy and 70 on Tuesday with a low of 55, and then 66, the expected high a week from today, Wednesday, uh, May the 4th, with a low of 56. So uh, this weekend, 
we're going to have some fun. And I started a new uh, a new feature on uh, my program, What's Burning on Lake TV. It's called Young Guns. And my radio brother from another mother, Mike Clayton, his son Jack, uh, is apparently an entrepreneur who started his own detailing business, you know, vehicle detailing sure. business. So we're going to go out and find out uh, all about that. Plus, uh, we spent some time with Bill Mulder yesterday. Yesterday afternoon, we went out to Climax Springs. Mm-hmm. I have never been to Climax Springs. Really? Other than to say I've driven by it. Right. And uh, so we went in yesterday, and we filmed uh, a little something-something at the city park, which uh, at least they come out and cut the grass there. They they could use a new picnic table if the, <laughs> if the residents would like to chime in. And we met one of the most beloved citizens in Climax Springs, Stephanie, who is the... Uh, I think she's like the almost like a town crier. Remember the days of the town crier? Sure. Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. And she would tell everybody what was going on. We met her while we were filming. And so a little history on uh, on Climax Springs. Uh, but just a, a cool little place. And like I said, you know, if you're on uh, Highway 7 uh, driving west, you'll uh, go right by it. They have the, uh, uh, the little market there. Uh, the Climax Springs Little Market. They've got a couple of uh, places like the Come On In Diner. Mm-hmm, yeah, they've yeah, been there. A couple uh, they've got times. the Civic, uh, their their community center out mm-hmm. there, which I understand is going to be something that uh, uh, you might be uh, involved with in the month of June. Yep. So, uh, just a cool place, cool people as always. But there's one place that we drove by, and I could not, for the life of me, understand exactly how this works. As you're going out. Uh, you get on the outskirts, I'd say outskirts of town, toward the edge of, of Climax Springs. There is a place there where they have appliances. Yeah. A yeah. huge, they must have hundreds. Right of, by Wilkerson's excavating. There, right, huh? yeah. right by Wilkerson's. Uh, they've got uh, refrigerators, mm-hmm. washers and dryers. A lot of them. Uh, and, uh, and stoves. But what's interesting to me is the doors are still on the refrigerators, and I thought that was a no-no. I thought you were supposed to take those off. But the guy collects them, or whoever collects them, and has continued to collect them for some time, and I guess never really, I, I, I don't know if you could pull up, and if you saw something you liked and it worked right, offer him some cash, and, you know, he'd let you take it off his hands. Anyway, an interesting visit nonetheless, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll have that on uh, the new episode of What's Burning. The new show comes out tomorrow. We're in the studio filming today, and one of our guests will be Professor Jim Paisley. We're going to talk a little bit about what we talked about here on Key Radio, and that's the role of government. Oh, uh, that's an error. I don't have to listen to that one, I guess. I mean, we go sure. way the heck back there. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Magna Carta. Okay, good, good, good. And, and how the founding fathers utilized some of what uh, history provided for them to develop the Constitution. You know, that's the fascinating thing about America. One of the fascinating things, our founders were incredibly intelligent. They were prolific readers. They looked at what was going on in the world, and when they were trying to found Uh, and come up with what type of system of government they wanted for America, Um, they debated all these different things. They had seen the monarchies. They they knew about the democracies, obviously, you know, of Rome and all of this, and and they knew how all of the different parliamentaries and everything went. And I think that in the end, they have picked out, they had picked out the very best combination of everything that they knew Mm -hmm. um, to try to make a better place and a different place. Place. And America 
is so unique in the world, especially at that time. Maybe not as unique now, but only not as unique now because we were then, right? We as a nation started as, I mean, really the first place that the people had the authority over themselves and what was going on. And it was one of the only places in the world that you as an individual could get a little piece of property, you know, plow it, plant it, whatever you wanted to do with it, and it was yours. And this is what, I I think that is truly how God intended things to be, for you to live by his rules Uh, to treat your neighbor as you wanted to be treated, and to use the faculties that he gave you, whether it's strength, intelligence, uh, wisdom, all of it combined, what have you, uh, and and to then create something uh, to take care of your family, to raise your family, and uh, continue on in life. And then, of course, help spread his word uh, was one of the biggest things that America was set up for. And a lot of people don't want to believe that. But if you look back at all the various colleges, that were, Yale, Harvard even, William and Mary, all of them were basically designed to train individuals to be evangelists and to go out into the world and evangelize for Christ. Now, a lot of those things have changed. Quite, you, quite a bit. Quite a bit. And I personally think that's one of the major downfalls America has and why we're slipping into the hole that we're slipping into because we have walked away from that. And um, uh, that it, I, I hope that everybody can tune in when the professor is on because th- that is that is truly the difference between America and everything else is that instead of having some earthly king that could just come and take everything you had if you didn't do it their way, the only real authority you had was a heavenly king and if you did everything by his precepts then it would be all right because uh, again the golden rule take care of your neighbor as you would want to be taken care of yourself treat them as you'd want to be treated yourself Mm -hmm. and if you do that to everybody if just think about that think about that one common simple little statement how do you want to be treated treat your neighbor that way and it's going to be okay and, and we don't follow that precept, unfortunately, a lot of times. Well, I will say, as is the case with any nation trying to uh, build, uh, you know, things for its citizens and, and trying to find its way, uh, we made a lot of mistakes, you know, and, and we sure. w- we needed some time to figure things out. And so, as is the case, uh, you know, the founders... They took that time. They made the commitment. Well, of course, you know, you didn't have all the distractions that we have today. So as far as reading and spending time learning and, and trying to implement what they've learned in uh, building a country, uh, they did a, a, a great job. And they had the, they had the uh, ability to look, look ahead and say, well, you know, now, if we do this, how is it going to affect this? Let's say 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, 200 years. You know, they had that kind of vision, and that was the, the hope. That was what they were trying to put together with things like the Declaration of Independence, like the Constitution, like the Bill of Rights, like a lot of different things in order to have something that no matter where you are, if it is 10, 15, 20, 50, 100, 200 years, you still have something, uh, I, I guess if you want to almost call it a template, 
that you can work off of so that when you encounter certain problems, you can just look at this, uh, uh, this document or documents and say, guess what? Don't worry. Don't panic. We've got it covered. Yeah, we, we we've got things uh, we've got things underway. Yeah, and and you bring up a great point. You know, it had never been tried or done anywhere else in the world. So what they did here was something all brand new. And you're right, there were some kinks, and you had to think about, you know, the day, the time, what they knew, how life was, and even with. And, of course, one of the biggest bugaboos is slavery. Right, sure. You know, everybody brings up slavery. Oh, this wasn't a great union. It was found We still had slavery. Well, again, that was the, that was the time. But if you think about it, even Frederick Douglass realized that the Constitution was an anti-slavery document. It wasn't a slavery document. It was an anti-slavery document. But to get things put together at the time, there had to be some sort of a compromise. And to get the South and the North to come together to create a country, Uh, They had to make the three-fifths rule and some other rules when it comes to that. And I truly believe that the men that were arguing that case that wanted no slavery at all realized that, okay, we're going to have to do this, but one day, one day, these people will truly be free. And... You know, you had I mean, it wasn't just it wasn't just bought and sold slavery is what everybody thinks about. A lot of it was indentured servitude slavery. You know, you you literally gave X amount of years of your life to a merchant, for instance, just to bring you to America. And for X amount of years or whatever you agreed to, you were now basically their slave. Everything you did, everything uh, that you wanted to do was your time, your body, all of it belonged to that individual that you were indentured to. Mm -hmm. And uh, until you worked that off, you belonged to them. And um, interestingly enough, one of the first people in America that had someone like that was was a, a black guy so you know it's uh i I wish that more people would really uh read not just what's in the printed history books about america but take the time to look at the founding documents look at the people that created those documents and what they wrote to each other and what they said to each other uh the letters that they wrote to various newspapers and um so forth the correspondence between uh you know for instance the thomas jefferson and uh john adams it's fascinating stuff when you start reading it i wish i had more time to absorb even more of it uh but uh these guys really truly wanted to figure out the very most perfect union they could they knew they didn't have it and uh therefore in the preamble it says to create a more perfect union so so that's where they uh, kind of left things uh, open there yeah you know? look what we've done to it i mean really look what we've done to it I, i'm not being you know i'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you because i think there's you know uh, when you look at all of the agencies the departments the bureaus all of the social programs that have been created initially all with good intentions but you know good intentions only get you so far sure and then you find people that uh, utilize ways to exploit it and I don't necessarily mean all of the people that are recipients of the, the, the social programs, but no. people find ways to, uh, you know, stack the deck so that things are in their favor. And I think that's the biggest problem. Um, 
for example, uh, the federal government creating this special department that is going to go back and look at how everyone utilizes all of the money that they've been given, whether it's ARPA funds or what have you, what a complete and total waste of time, waste of money, waste of effort. Because if you're going to just randomly give people money like has been going on for the last couple of years, of course, there are going to be people who misappropriate it, uh, try to find a way to uh, make their own personal gain from it, and, and so many other things. If you would stop always stepping in and trying to prop people up. Because when you prop people up, it only lasts for so long. That's right. And and, and look at what the state of Missouri, and, and, uh, you know, I understand, again, it's an election year, and there are certain folks out there that would love to get reelected. So the state of Missouri says, well, we'll come up with this little plan. Since we've got, uh, you know, a surplus of money to give $500 and $1,000 checks to people, you know, uh, individuals get $500, and... Uh, couples get a thousand, and this was this was something that was uh, initiated by Republicans. And when you look at something like this, you say, "Why in the world?" You know, uh, well, we have to use this money by a certain time, and we have to use it a certain way. And see, that's the that's the problem. It's not just a free flow of cash. It's not like hitting the jackpot on a slot machine, and you no. can do whatever you want. No, you have to follow the rules that the government has laid out, the federal government has laid out, and in some instances, I would imagine the state and even local governments, uh, you know, have laid out on how they're going to spend this money, what they're going to do with it. So what did Missouri have? A uh, 45, 46, 47 billion dollar budget? Yeah. And, yeah I don't, it's stupid. And we're spending it all. We're not putting anything away for a rainy day. But I think in some instances, you can't. You can't put it away for a rainy day. No, governments are only allowed to have so much in a rainy day fund, as it were, or in reserve for emergencies. And then after that, and let's face it, they shouldn't have so much money laying around, right? Uh, To me, uh, a government should almost be, you know, kind of barely scraping pennies together to get by a lot of times. They shouldn't be flush with cash. Because when they're flush with cash, that means we're not. Uh, They've been taking it from us one way or another so that they're flush with cash and we don't have quite so much anymore. And, you know, this money that we're talking about, especially at the state level, well, all of it's been handed out by the feds, hasn't even been made yet by anybody. It's only been created in thin air. It's all being borrowed. It doesn't exist otherwise. And that I have a very serious problem with. And, uh, you know, also, you know, we get these big, uh, da- you know, big chunks of cash from wherever it comes from, some big, you know, hole in the sky or whatever. You know, we all know how it comes around. But anyhow, if you use that money and you buy some sort of a an item, let's say, um, you know, new trucks for your highway department or whatever the case might be, are you thinking about the fact that you have to maintain those things afterwards? You know, if you spend yeah, if you spend Good five point. million on let's say new vehicles, well, you know, over the years those are going to cost you a lot of money, and once you've expended whatever it was, you know, Uncle Sugar gave you, um, then you have you're on the hook to pay for all the rest of it after that. All of the upkeep, these Humvees and the MRAPs and all these other uh, vehicles, military vehicles that are being given by grant to various most usually law enforcement or department right. of trans- they all have to be maintained and upkept by the departments that get them and right. having been a Humvee mechanic 
I'm telling you, they're not cheap to work on. Now, I didn't see the price of the parts while I was in the military. Uh, well, I did, actually, through our guys that, that do that stuff, too, and TAMS. Uh, but anyhow, uh, it's not cheap to maintain. And not only that, the supply chain is for the military. The supply chain is not for the sheriff's department. So some of those parts, I don't even know how they get some of those repair parts, to be honest with you. They've got to be be unique to the military supply chain. Right. So how do you get those repair parts? And once it's dead well, in the water, it's dead in the water. Here's something that the state of Missouri normally does. When they get to a point where they've got vehicles that they are no longer utilizing, they will auction those off. And I know that for a fact because I worked at a radio station where we had a, a, a van that was from the Department of Transportation. Sure. Uh, you know, it wasn't in the greatest shape, but then we didn't have to pay a whole lot for it. And then you put a little elbow grease into it, paint it, do whatever you need to do. Uh, that's one of the ways that they try to recoup the cost for some of this stuff. But I, I don't know about you, but, uh, has anybody seen what a set of tires go for anymore? And I say, you know, the, all the four set there, there's that. And I guess maybe if you work with certain companies and you have a number of vehicles that you're going to utilize, they'll give you a discount, but I can't imagine that discount being something that's uh, going to be huge. Uh, you know, you do business with them. You've got 20, 30, 40, 50 vehicles, whatever, and you use a specific tire company, and they say, well, sure, okay, that's great. We'll knock off uh, 10, 15, 20%, whatever, however it works. Yeah. And you make a valid point in uh, obtaining parts for the um, the vehicles as well. Now, in the parade on Saturday, uh, Canada County Sheriff's Department's got those two Humvees that they had wrapped in the uh, school colors of a couple of different schools. Mm-hmm. And those are great, and they get a lot of attention, sure. and uh, they're, you know, nice to drive. I'm sure you take one out, you probably have a little they're fun a lot of fun. It. Uh, but quite frankly, uh, you know, where do they get these things repaired? And, and that's a good point. That's a valid point. And for a while, you know, a lot of uh, law enforcement agencies across the state, across the country, were investing in this military-style equipment to give them, I guess, a certain look. Um, hey, we're here with our Hummer. Uh, you might want to think twice, and we've got everybody in tactical gear and things along those lines. But... Uh, you know, there is that small matter of, as you said, maintaining it. Uh, maybe uh, you can do an oil change on it, or you can replace a belt. Uh, maybe you can do some uh, generic, uh, you yeah. know, mechanics work on the thing. But if you need a special part, how do you get it? Where do you get it? And uh, do you take that into consideration before you even apply for uh, for, for getting a vehicle like yeah, that? I don't really even know. I know the lighting systems, the electrical systems, uh, those are all military specific. The way the even the headlights on those things and the parking lights and the and the the tail lights, that's all very military specific stuff. The way they do them with blackout drive capabilities and other things. So and uh, again, it, Again, working in those things, they're they're just not uh, um, they're not cheap. They're not easy to work on, and uh, you know, yeah, I don't know. You remember the picture that you and I've talked about a couple of years ago, right? Um, about the uh, vehicles coming down the street in in Boston, you know, uh, all the military vehicles. When you said, "What kind of a look are they looking for?" Well, right. I'll tell you what, my friend. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not interested in our local law enforcement looking quite like those guys did in Boston. 
when they were looking for the uh, marathon, yeah, uh, the Boston uh-huh, Marathon bombers. Uh-huh. So I said, uh, I, I, I typed in, see replacement parts for a Humvee, and, and there are certain things you can get, apparently, that are available on places like Amazon and eBay. So uh, I guess it's it, it's like anything else. I mean, if you watch some of these uh, car shows that are on TV, and they're trying to find a part, a very rare part, uh, you know, you just kind of got to get on the uh, uh, on the interweb and, and check out all the junkyards or who might have access to these parts. Well, what happens is a lot of these parts, if they, because, uh, again, I working in the motor pool, we did this too. Um, when there were parts that you had over-ordered or you didn't need them anymore, you had to return them. Uh-huh. And a lot of times those go into DRMO, the Defense Reutilization and Marketing Office. So you might have a, uh, you know, a couple pallets of, of generators or alternators that go to various various military vehicles and they're all strapped on a pallet and so these guys can go buy these pallets fulls of stuff they figure out what's good figure out what it goes to and then you put that's why you're seeing that on ebay uh, that's how the, but they're to my knowledge and i can be wrong there's no uh, phone number or nationwide parts store that you can call up and say, "Hey, I need uh, I need a couple of U joints for the drive shaft on my Humvee." Um, like O'Reilly's or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. To my knowledge, I don't. I can be wrong, but uh, because the civilian models of Humvees, I absolutely, positively assure you, are much different from the military version. Yeah, they are. Uh, let's see here. Nine o'clock on the Midwest Coast. We need to step aside, bring you some information. We're going to come back and talk some more with Ike, and again. Anything that uh, you deem worthy of uh, discussing with us this morning, please pick up the phone, 573-633-5395. Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source, and the one and only Uncle Chris, Chris Schneider. He's got a check of sports on Lake TV. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, the key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, April 27th. This year's Big Bass Bash brought more than 3,000 participants from 35 states and some from Canada. For one 20-year-old from Lincoln, Missouri, it brought in $100,000. Caleb Allison won the top prize with a 7.5-pound whopper and credits his dad for his win. He says he's been fishing since he could hold the pole. He said his dad has always taken him out on his bass boat, and he wanted to say honestly that all the credit goes to him. The Osage Beach Fire Protection District just added a new fireboat to the fleet. The boat purchased from Lake Assault Boats is a 31-foot model hull with twin Mercury 300-horsepower outboard engines. The new purchase replaces the oldest boat in the Osage Beach fleet, Marine 11, that has since been sold to a department in New York State. The boat is also equipped with a 1,500-gallon-a-minute fire pump and other upgrades that will be utilized during fires and search and rescues on the water. A Montreal woman was seriously injured Saturday after falling off the roof of a Jeep. 39-year-old Chanel Vanswijk was riding on the top of a Jeep Wrangler, and as the vehicle made a turn down a hill, she fell off the top of the Jeep. She sustained serious injuries and was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. 
LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. On the ice last night, St. Louis Blues suffering just their third loss in 15 games. They lose at Colorado, finish the road trip with a 3-1 and record. They come back home to play the Golden Knights on Friday, and the playoffs get underway next week. College baseball last night, it was Mizzou and MSU going at it. The Tigers and the Bears, Missouri State wins it in a tight game 3-2 the final score so MSU 18 and 18 on the season Mizzou is 22 and 16 on the season and the Tigers and Bears split their two games in the last week Mizzou won a week ago by a run and Missouri State wins last night by a run so tonight the Bears will be at home against St. Louis softball tonight the Mizzou Lady Tigers 27 and 17 will be at home to St. Louis. The uh, MSU ladies, uh, as uh, uh, they've been hot of late, they won two or three against Loyola over the weekend. They will be at Southern Illinois tonight. As for the majors, Cardinals are 9-7 and seven after losing their second straight to the Mets last night, 3-0. They'll look to uh, avoid a series sweep against the Mets tonight. Royals opened a series in Chicago, beating the White Sox 6-0 last night. The Royals 6-9. and on the young season. As for the NFL, they're gearing up for the draft. That's right, round one of the NFL draft tomorrow night. Jaguars, Lions, Texans, Jets, and Giants with the uh, top five picks. And uh, the Chiefs will have two first-round picks at number 29 and 30 overall. They also have a couple of second-round picks at 50 and 62 overall. Chiefs hoping to uh, get some good young players. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. And keep in mind, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, you can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku or streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part through the generosity of our underwriters, like Victoria Station. Everyone at Victoria Station is excited about the new season. It's a chance to see their friends and show off some new products. Misty Atkinson talks about what they've done to enhance your shopping experience at Victoria Station. We're looking for new products, looking for new categories, new information on new categories, new colors, new design, just something unique, something we've not seen, something we've not had in our product list. So we bought a lot of things we think will look great with what we've already been doing. We added to our nautical product mix. We added to our nautical artwork and furniture and accessories, Uh, but we were looking for something unique and, and different. 
We're still located at 5465 Osage Beach Parkway, just off the Case Road exit. And the best way to find us online is on Facebook at Victoria Station. We are open daily 930 to 530. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2.2 saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church, and corruption by the world. Basically, negative things. Let me instead offer a positive reason. Christians think for themselves about their faith. We are called to study the word and ponder what it means, and that leads to subtle disagreement. Nevertheless, we agree in our commitment to Jesus Christ. The many interpretations of scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever. Thankfully, you can fix this. Set aside your theories and favorite teachers and read the Bible for clarity. like to become a content provider, simply contact the Lakes Community Radio Station at 89.3, the key. Now you've created a vision, Ike Skelton. <laughs> 57 degrees on a beautiful Wednesday morning, 74 the high today, 55 the low. We'll have a good deal of sunshine. Now, I don't know if that's a meteorological uh, term, uh, meteorolo- meteorolo- meteorological term. I you almost got right? it. You almost got it. Uh, I'm keep, not going to try it. I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep practice. <laughs> you keep working. Meteorology. There if that's are. a term they use based on the... Yeah, there you are. A good deal of sunshine. That is, that's how they're describing it today. A good deal of sunshine. Well, I get up tomorrow and it's raining. It's, oh, well, yesterday we had a good deal of sunshine. There was a good deal of sunshine uh, Saturday at the uh, carnival, I'll tell you that. If you good can deal tell, of my head's peeling right here. Like, yeah, I know, I man. I to wear a hat. I know. I a hat. Uh, terrible. My first official sunburn was uh, uh, April 23rd, 2022 this year. Yeah. Because yeah. I got it on the front of my face standing in... Uh, standing on the uh, the flatbed there during the parade, then I got it on the back of my head and my neck when we were out at the uh, Missouri Trap Shooters Association Gun Club. Now, there's a place to go. If you want to see the Second Amendment in action, head out to the MTA Gun Club and, and, and watch those folks out there. And traditionally, I would think that maybe trap shooting is not necessarily 
something for a husband and wife. I would think that, you know, maybe the husband goes out there, maybe the wife goes out there, but not both of them. And then I ran across this couple. Now, this is that was just my perception. The views of the host are not necessarily those of Key Radio, and those with opposing viewpoints are encouraged to make your feelings known. Anyway, so there's this couple, and I, I went out there on Saturday. I interviewed Skip Klinger, and we talked about the gun club. And they were having a charity shoot for the Crossover Christian Musical Music Festival out there, which is coming up. Okay. So I sat down. I got there early, and I was just kind of waiting. And, and so there were a bunch of young kids out there, like high school kids. Good. I saw a bunch of kids from Elias, and yeah. I don't know if there were any kids from Camdenton or what have you out there, but there were a bunch of young kids. And, Excellent. And I said, you know, how impressive is this to see these young people out there uh, trap shooting and doing a fantastic job of it, I might add. Um, but then when they got done, there was another uh, group of people that stepped in, and they've got it set up. I believe it's like a uh, like five people, and they stand at you know different points. Like if it was like I, I'd say like maybe almost nine o'clock, uh, seven o'clock, six o'clock, five o'clock, three o'clock, something like that, and everybody gets a turn. So you got to be ready when they sh- when they fire the the clay yeah clay mm-hmm. per, uh, pigeon out there. Uh, and so, you know, everybody was going, and, and here's this couple, and they both went out, and I think they both missed their first tr- target. But then they, they, they hunkered down and got serious, mm-hmm. and they were just blowing them out of the sky, as, as was the case with everybody around them. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking uh, a firearm that can cost anywhere from around. You probably oh. find a good used used firearm for about oh, maybe two, three grand, all the way up to uh, 50. On average, I think, you know, if you're going to get into the sport and you're serious about it, you're going to end up dropping somewhere in the neighborhood of about 15 to 20 grand on these firearms. Isn't that cr- That's just crazy to me, but you're right. And so um, they're going to have a shootout for the shootout this year. And uh, these folks uh, that have put up these firearms, they've got a couple that will probably come in somewhere, thirteen to 15,000, you know, and you can win those. And then they're going to have an uh, – uh, one of these things that's going to be, I, I don't know if they're all going to be emblazoned with it, but at least one of them is, and it's going to have a shootout logo emblazoned in the firearm. All right. And they say that one can go for probably about $45,000. Yeah. So there's uh, there's good money for the shootout. But, uh, you know, if you're going to get involved in it, you might as well do it right. Spend the money on the firearm. Yeah. You know, you've got the all that stuff. But one of the things they do is they offer... Uh, uh, two boxes of shotgun shells and uh, 50 targets for kids. I think they're, you know, if you're old enough to shoot, and they do that for 16 bucks, $16. Imagine that. Yeah, that's cool. And that would, I think that would be all it would take for me anyway to uh, to go out there and get involved in it. But the nice thing is, is you're not just being handed a firearm and you're going to go. And, and there's nothing wrong with this. Don't get me wrong. Dad or grandpa or mom or somebody's going to take you hunting. Sure. You're going to go out there and you're going to get an education. And that's what, like, these various schools that have a trap shooting program, that's what they're doing. There's, that's right. there's education behind it. There's a lot of education behind it. Uh, you get educated on the use of the firearm, you know, how to properly uh, store it, how to clean it, all that other stuff. And that's part of the education process, and I think that's very encouraging for the future of the Second Amendment. There was a time when the federal government had 
an organization that promoted guns, shooting, safety, uh-huh. uh, and uh, knowledge, and all these sorts of things. They, they, I've got some of the old targets that are still printed from the government printing office, um, and uh, there's literature out there. So there was a time when, you know, the government actually promoted firearms instead of trying to take them away from you. So I, was, I, I wonder, was one of the slogans, blow it away for the USA? <laughs> <laughs> you just came up with that, didn't you? I like it, though. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Uh, I think all that stuff going on out there at the MTA is fantastic, and having the kids get involved, um, that's great. For 16 bucks, shoot, you can't buy two boxes of ammo for 16 bucks. hardly, I wouldn't think. The, uh, the fact of the matter is, is that the MTA Gun Club, Missouri Trap Shooters Association Gun Club, is the second largest gun club in the world. That's cool. And Skip Klinger, who's the manager there, came from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and he was involved in the the program up there, and uh, they twisted his arm and got him to come to Missouri, and he loves, he just flat out loves being there, and loves being here at the lake, and he's got a lot of big plans for this particular facility. I got to tell you, it's it's very impressive, and I hope you know this is again one of those things that a lot of people don't realize when they come to the Lake of the Ozarks, and all the people that put their uh, you know their trailers and things out there and rent a space from them, and I guess you know you come out to the lake, you can use their hookups, park your vehicle there, mm-hmm. uh, you know do what you need to do, sleep overnight, whatever, and then you know go see the lake. You know, it, that is, you're right, it's something a lot of people don't know about. If you haven't been out to those ranges, you need to go out and check them out, and when they're busy, that's as busy as any event we have going on at the lake, any of your race events, any of that stuff that's almost as busy out there, uh, all the folks that come in for that, and it's my understanding was that last year or the year before, there was some national event that is usually handled in Illinois, Illinois uh-huh. and they wound up coming here and trying it, and I was out there, I did a couple unlocks or whatever, but um, it was kind of mixed, you know, some people, I mean, everybody enjoyed what we have, uh, but they maybe preferred Illinois, a few of them preferred what they did in Illinois, just a little bit better and their reasoning because i was like well why what what don't we have that they do and i guess it was the room there was much more size or it was a bigger uh outfit or something in the illinois. One in illinois yeah evidently i don't know absolutely uh, not. I, I don't i don't know i don't know uh but uh you've got you know, literally if you go from one end to the other it's huge it's here a, i can't imagine it's at least a mile long yeah, at least I, I can't imagine illinois having something larger i don't know what these guys were referring to uh, when they said that, but uh, there's evidently something that, that I mean, maybe, you know, if you've been doing something the same way for so long and then they try to change it on you, you're automatically going to be generally uh, a little prejudiced toward what you were doing before. So it might have been it, because it's my understanding it's the first time they have they did it here at this course well, sure. uh, instead of Illinois. So you're going to have people that, yeah, because they had to drive an extra you know hour instead of being able to, because you know, maybe they lived in Indiana. Well, you know, apparently it know. didn't matter because they came to Illinois they they didn't, or, or they well, came yeah. to Missouri. They didn't they cancel. Sure did. they sure did. So 5,280 feet is a mile. Correct. Uh, okay. Um, and the folks out there, the Camdenton Memorial Lake Regional Airport added an additional thousand and two feet or something to their runway, and it's still not a mile. So think about that. You could land a plane out there. Yeah. If 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 if, if you know they had a runway, you could literally land a plane out there, and, and and not have a whole lot of problems. Now, obviously, you know you can land certain types of planes like small aircraft and. You know, single-engine aircraft, things like that. But, I mean, put that into perspective for just a moment. I mean, the, the folks there in Camdenton, they, uh, 
they campaigned to get that uh, that landing strip, the uh, the runway there, uh, make it longer, and so it's still not quite a mile, but it's close. And yeah, the MTA is a big facility, and again, it's just neat. And like I say, you know, it's it's just as busy out there when they're full on board as it is at virtually any event we have here at the lake. They've got a big shoot coming up. They uh, they hold, I believe, all of the state uh, shoots, and that would also probably be like uh, the the high school uh, state finals and things like that. And then they've got a big event out there on uh, May the fourteenth. Now, uh, this uh, charity. Uh, event for Crossover Christian Music Festival was the first one. They were the guinea pigs, and their hope is to get more charity events like that. Uh, and they also, I mean, if you're looking at a team-building experience, how about taking everybody out to the uh, the gun club and uh, getting them to shoot uh, oh, yeah. shoot some of those clay those clays out there, which, by the way, most of them, when these uh, folks shoot them, they just splinter into, you know, hundreds of pieces. Oh, yeah, turn to dust, some of them. Yeah. Some of them don't. And so Megan Albers, my producer of uh, What's Burning, said, well, what about the ones that, you know, don't, you know, disintegrate all the way? Are they biodegradable, what have you? And I guess they literally have to go out there and, like, go over the soil and either plow them under or do something with them uh, because you can't just leave them out there, I guess, and roll over them and crush them up i think I whatever used, you know they, i think there used to be something uh, maybe bad about them but they've changed the yeah. formula oh, yeah. and they're just oh, fine yeah. well I, I thought i'd saw some construction or some excavation out there last time do you know what's going on there what they're doing there? they're going to expand it they're going to put in some more facilities they're Beautiful. going to put in some skeet shooting and okay the ability to shoot skeet and things like that but it's it, it's a really neat place and then they've got a little restaurant out there that you can frequent from wednesdays through sundays and you might want to check the hours on it, but, you know, they do burgers and dogs and breakfast and a lot of other little things here and there. And so if you want to go out there and just check it out while you're there, uh, Wednesday through Sunday, grab a bite. Absolutely easy to do. I think it'd be fantastic if they could do it. If um, it might, I mean, it's out of their, it's out of their field. You know, it's not trap or skeet or sporting clays. But I'd love to see a good pistol range that just about anybody could go to at almost any time. I mean, you got the conservation up at, toward Jefferson City and another conservation out toward Tunis. But I mean, considering Lake of the Ozarks, that's a long, you know, it's kind of a drive. Right. You know? And uh, it'd be great to have something just out on a road or wherever that that um, you know you could just pop in and fire a few rounds. I know you can go out to the sheriff's department, but that's also a very limited schedule. you got to be there when there's an officer there or somebody attending to it. But um, it would be nice, you know, if somebody had a chunk of land. And We did uh, <laughs> we, uh, we did a series with Tom Abbott. Uh, he owns Iron Eagle Tactical, and we did a series on what's burning with him, and we were out at uh, Ozark Outfitters there between Eldon and Versailles. And they have yeah, they got a good facility. They've got uh, rifles, yep. uh, handguns, mm. and shotguns, which Forget I thought was great. I mean, I'd love to be able to just, just you know, you go out with a shotgun and you just take a few and you just you know. <laughs> See, can you can you go there anytime? You, I think you probably have to go there when they're open or what have you. You know. Yeah, just, but I mean, yeah. and that's cool. Still, that's fine. That's fine. That, 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 that's a good. I'm glad they have that. I'm glad they have that. I, I I'm still just. Want something for nothing, I guess. I want to be able to go somewhere when I want to and just go shoot. I need a piece of land. That's well, and what's interesting is now when you go out to some of these facilities, it's not just people out there testing or siding or whatever. you got people who have these little computer uh, consoles or little things that they put the 
uh, measures the speed of the bullet. Yeah, and, chronograph. And, this, and the sound and all of these other things. And, and it's just fascinating that people are that into it. I mean, really, really into it. Well, it's a big deal for reloading. If you, uh, if you reload your own, own, own rounds, you, I mean, just a couple of grains of powder, and that's very, very small, uh, can make a big difference in your muzzle velocity, and that changes your trajectory uh, downrange. And for these guys that are shooting, you know, 1,000 yards and beyond, uh, every little bit matters. Right, I mean, right. there's, I, I don't know enough about it, but there's a point in time where you actually have to measure in the curvature of the earth and the and and the rotation of the earth I guess that, if you're a sniper <laughs> yes 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 exactly right you know uh, uh kyle and all those guys they had to they had to be able to calculate and, and and consider the the curvature of the earth or the spinning of the earth or something of this nature you know and and then of course the wind has always been a big deal and and humidity and <laughs> it's just crazy so when you're when you're reloading your own uh weapons or your own cartridges uh they like to get a chronograph out so you can get more consistency and then you uh get a get the proper bullet with the proper cartridge with the proper primer with the proper powder load and then once you have that consistency then you can start working on your long range stuff because you know it's going to be the same uh, just about every time so. so you think those are snipers out there uh, you know, well, I mean, they're not. Maybe well, I don't know. Yeah, they could have been, or could want to be. You know, just long range shooting is, right. is is something fascinating. I I uh, haven't got into it enough. I uh, don't know that I ever really will. Those are something that you know. Usually, um, as you get older, those skills start to deteriorate. So you know, maybe we'll just have to. Sh- <laughs> keep an eye on on close in spray and pray you know i don't know but i guess so but uh it's it's fun man i, I just love to shoot we need to get back out there again and oh, oh and uh, a local guy uh kirk broyles i believe went to some um uh three gun tournament down in i was reading on facebook went to uh, a three gun tournament down in in texas and uh he placed fairly well he wasn't in the top whatever but he placed fairly well considering all the various uh teams that were out there and i think that uh, uh tooth and nail armory has got some stuff for him sponsors him a little bit i don't know off the top of my head if iron eagle does they may i've got one of their muzzle brakes on one of my weapons uh uh from iron eagle um but uh so a lot of things going on with firearms i just love that stuff and and uh hope we just get more of it i yeah. love the fact that mta is out there and uh that they do their thing and uh, that they're continuing to expand i think that's fantastic hidden gem absolutely, absolutely hidden yep. gem yep. asking missouri voters to decide on adding a civil court fee to fund the sheriff's uh, retirement fund raised concerns in a house committee house joint resolution 136 sponsored by representative barry hovis is a Republican from Whitewater, would require voters to approve a constitutional amendment to permit a fee of $7 for any initial filing of any civil case in Missouri state courts. The fee would be sent to the state treasurer and deposited into the Sheriff's Retirement Fund. The Sheriff's Retirement Fund was defunded last year by a Missouri Supreme Court ruling. David Fowler and Jerry Keller pleaded guilty after getting speeding tickets in 2017 in the Kansas City area. As they paid their fines, they noticed $3 was added for the Missouri Sheriff's Retirement System. The Missouri legislature approved a $3 surcharge in 1984 on all civil actions and criminal cases filed in the courts, including violation of any county ordinance or any violation of criminal or traffic laws. 
including infractions, and ordered the funds payable to the sheriff's retirement fund. Uh, the Missouri Supreme Court unanimously overturned the law, stating court costs used to enhance compensation paid to executive officials are not reasonably related to the expense of the administration of justice and violated the Constitution. This placed uh, the sheriff's retirement fund in an untenable position unless they find a new uh, revenue uh, source, Hovis said. The resolution's fiscal note stated the six-year average of civil cases was approximately 320000 at $7 per case. The sheriff's retirement fund would receive approximately $2.2 million per year. I'm just curious, Representative uh, Michael O'Donnell, a Republican from St. Louis, said during a House Pension Committee hearing on April 6th, why are we going uh, with the uh, this funding source? Clearly, they need the funding, but uh, why can't we do something uh, with the budget? Chuck Hadfield, an attorney for the Sheriff's Retirement Fund, testified the organization reviewed funding sources. There are a lot of ways to do it, Hatfield said. You could impose some other tax or come up with the money somewhere else. This idea is to basically continue what's been done in the past, which is to continue charging a fee on filings. We did remove uh, from criminal filings to civil filings. So <clears throat> Representative Bill Owen, a Republican from Springfield, suggested the, re- the Sheriff's Retirement Fund could be added to another state retirement system as such, uh, or such as the local uh, Missouri local government employees retirement system known as laggers or loggers, laggers, lagers, L-A-G-E-R-S is the acronym. Uh, there's uh, always a lot of discussion, and this committee has probably had some about what makes the most sense and how do we combine all of the investments. Uh, we have a lot of different retirement systems for a whole bunch of reasons. Now, does the uh, Sheriff's Retirement uh, Fund, do they require the uh, folks who are uh, sheriffs, sheriff's deputies, to pay into this fund, or how does that work? I don't really know how it works, but I <laughs> I, 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 just have a problem with uh, fees and fines like this because, you know, um, you shouldn't have – it's almost like a pay-to-play, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, here you're going to have to spend a lot of money to go uh, take this thing to court so that you can either, you know – whether it's protecting your rights or, or righting some wrong or whatever that you think you've been wronged in, and now you have to pay the system a lot more money to be able to just go do that. Uh, three, you can say, well, it's three dollars. Well, you know, it's three dollars, and uh, or whatever, five or ten or whatever it winds up being. But I, I look and I think about what um, didn't we just recently have a DWI case, and part of the um, uh, penalty in the long run was a payment to this prosecutor's fund, uh-huh. you know, and. And uh, I've just got problems with governments of any nature having these funds and these slush funds like this that they can just kind of, uh, you know, use for their own purposes. I, I, another I, thing, another area of government that I see go, getting out of control. Yeah. Because yeah. then, oh, well, you know, uh, we, we found out that there might have been a little misappropriation of funds here, misappropriation of funds there. It's not going where it's supposed to go. It's, uh, like you said, a slush fund. And part of that problem is they're not even, you know, regulated or guided about how they have to spend those sorts of monies. Right. And then and then they go out and do it. And, and uh, if you have someone who is... Uh, 
you know, unethical in that way. They'll spend money on things they, they shouldn't probably ought to be spending it on. But yeah. what are you going to say to them? It's, it's their money to spend. And, and I know there's a couple of funds that, that uh, you know, um, various government bodies can't touch. It belongs to that particular entity, and that's what they get to do with it. So uh, come up with another way, guys. Come up with something different. Well, let's say a quick thank you to Shawnee Bluff Winery yesterday. They had a, uh, a great uh, fundraiser. Speaking of fundraisers, uh, a legitimate fundraiser there yesterday where they donated 100% of all sales to Wonderland Camp. Awesome. My wife went out there with her friend Alicia, and they had uh, lunch, and they met some of the folks from Wonderland Camp, uh, and, and it was a great, great, great time. And so hats off to the folks at Shawnee Bluff Winery there on Business 54 in Lake Ozark for having that event to help out Wonderland Camp. And uh, it you know, it's it's things like that that make a difference. It's things like that that really, really, really count because those people didn't have to do it. And they could have done 10%, 20%, 50%, but they donated 100% of uh, the sales yesterday to Wonderland Camp. Got to take a quick break here. We will uh, join you on the other side of the break. Ike's got some interesting information to talk about. And uh, your phone calls welcome. 573-633-5395. It is the Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Wednesday, April 27th. This year's Big Bass Bash brought more than 3,000 participants from 35 states and some from Canada. For one 20-year-old from Lincoln, Missouri, it brought in $100,000. Caleb Allison won the top prize with a 7.5-pound whopper and credits his dad for his win. He says he's been fishing since he could hold the pole. He said his dad has always taken him out on his bass boat, and he wanted to say honestly that all the credit goes to him. The Osage Beach Fire Protection District just added a new fireboat to the fleet. The boat purchased from Lake Assault Boats is a 31-foot model hull with twin Mercury 300-horsepower outboard engines. The new purchase replaces the oldest boat in the Osage Beach Fleet, Marine 11, that has since been sold to a department in New York State. The boat is also equipped with a 1,500-gallon-a-minute fire pump and other upgrades that will be utilized during fires and search and rescues on the water. A Montreal woman was seriously injured Saturday after falling off the roof of a Jeep. 39-year-old Chanel Vanswijk was riding on the top of a Jeep Wrangler, and as the vehicle made a turn down a hill, she fell off the top of the Jeep. She sustained serious injuries and was transported by MU Air to University Hospital. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. Programming on Key Radio made possible in part by Skelton Key and Lock. When you're locked out of your home, car, or business, every second counts. You need to be sure that the company you choose will answer the call and get to you as quickly as possible. Skelton Key and Lock offers reliable service, reasonable rates, and they're recommended by everyone. They can cut and program new keys and fobs. They can install new locks on your home, business, or rental property. If you can stick a key in it, chances are it can be serviced by Skelton Key and Lock serving the entire lake area. I'm 
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. On the ice last night, St. Louis Blues suffering just their third loss in 15 games. They lose at Colorado, finish the road trip with a 3-1 and record. They come back home to play the Golden Knights on Friday, and the playoffs get underway next week. College baseball last night, it was Mizzou and MSU going at it. The Tigers and the Bears, Missouri State wins it in a tight game, 3-2 the final score. So MSU 18-18 on the season. Mizzou is 22-16 on the season. And the Tigers and Bears split their two games in the last week. Mizzou won a week ago by a run, and Missouri State wins last night by a run. So tonight, the Bears will be at home against St. Louis. Softball tonight, the Mizzou Lady Tigers, 27-17, and 17, will be at home to St. Louis. The uh, MSU ladies, uh, as uh, uh, they've been hot of late, they won 2-3 or three against Loyola over the weekend. They will be at Southern Illinois tonight. As for the majors, Cardinals are 9-7 and seven after losing their second straight to the Mets last night, 3-0. They'll look to uh, avoid a series sweep against the Mets tonight. Royals opened a series in Chicago, beating the White Sox 6-0 last night. The Royals 6-9 and nine on the young season. As for the NFL, they're gearing up for the draft. That's right, round one of the NFL draft tomorrow night. Jaguars, Lions, Texans, Jets, and Giants with the uh, top five picks. And uh, the Chiefs will have two first-round picks at number 29 and 30 overall. They also have a couple of second-round picks at 50 and 62 overall. Chiefs hoping to uh, get some good young players. Hey, you got to check out KB on TV. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7 in the morning, 5 in the afternoon, 11 at night. Lake TV bringing you five local Lake Area shows. And keep in mind, you can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, you can watch Lake TV absolutely free on Roku or streaming live 24-7 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Wednesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and of course the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and of course online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Who supports Key Radio financially? I do. This is Bill Munhausen speaking on behalf of the Key Ozarks podcast and Key Gathering Place in Camdenton. When I began podcasting two years ago with a few friends, we wanted a radio show, but it didn't work out. Key Radio gives us an opportunity to share our message, so I am happy to support the Key with a monthly underwriting donation. Key Gathering Place is our community center at Lake of the Ozarks for events and gatherings. The Key Ozarks radio program presents Christian activists seeking the truth of things rather than ideology, employing an eclectic mix of biblical thought and political philosophy much like the founders of the nation did at the last revolution. Please consider supporting the key with your monthly donation.
Be a part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3, The Key. Peekaboo, I see you, 938, and uh, hey, thanks so much for joining us here on The Daily Show. Got lots to lots to talk about, lots going on. 60 degrees on a beautiful Wednesday morning, 74 the high, 55 the low. Some clouds moving through later on tonight. Rain tomorrow and 60 for the high. Morning showers and thunder showers on Friday and Saturday. Friday's high of 74, 75 the high on Saturday, 71 and sunny on Sunday. Uh, let's just look ahead here real quick if we can. Right now, Mother's Day is looking good. Partly cloudy and 71 for Mom's Day. Same weekend as the uh, Magic Dragon Street Meet Nationals, the big car show that comes to town, where they have they've sold this thing out. It's been sold out for a while. 825 entries. Cool. And they have sold each and every one of them out. So now, if you wanted to come and you wanted to enjoy the show, They'll put you on a waiting list, and if somebody doesn't show up, uh, there's a good possibility they might give you a call. I think that's impressive. And this is a show that has been going on I don't know how many years now, but it is great to see all the people that come in from all around the country. And I used to, when we lived in Sedalia, and I lived right there on Highway 50, a lot of the cars would come in, Mm -hmm. and they'd come in on like maybe Wednesday, Thursday, you know, so they'd get in and do a few things. yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I would sit out in front of my house on Highway 50 in Sedalia with a lawn chair, a cooler of beer, and watch all these cool cars there you go. drive by my house. You know, it's like, uh, it's like these RVers, you know, and, and um, well, I used to do Mountain Man Rendezvous, and whatever this weekend thing it is that, that a person gets into, that's just the way these car club guys are, Absolutely. you know. They, they just enjoy that. They love showing off their toys and uh, being with people, and, and that is their enjoyment for that four- or five-day weekend or whatever it is that they go do, you know. And I, I think it's cool as heck. It's a great time. I, I wanted to, before we get into uh, what Ike's got in front of him there, I wanted to mention I received an email from Uriah Stark, mm. and Uriah is with the Miller County uh, Republican Club. Good guy. Good young man. Uh, please make plans to attend an informational meeting tomorrow, April 28th, 6.30 until 8.30 p.m., regarding the proposed casino in Lake Ozark. The meeting will be held at Osage Beach City Hall. That's 1000 City Parkway. Uh, Osage Beach. Uh, We will be hearing from a few different men who have spent a significant amount of time researching the community impact a casino has and what our response can and needs to be. Despite uh, what has been rumored, the casino is not a done deal. Whether you support uh, the casino, are opposed to it, or unsure this meeting will be worth your time, uh, they ask you to please RSVP 573-645-3542, and uh, it's not a call to action because you need to get on here and uh, figure out what you want to do, or uh, Nadine uh, Kelsey at gmail.com, N-A-D-I-N-E-K-E-L-S-A-Y at gmail.com, uh, and again, that's tomorrow night, April 28th, 6.30 until 8.30, at the Osage Beach City Hall, the discussion for the casino will uh, maybe uh, give you some more information that you didn't have to begin with. So thanks, uh, Uriah, for taking the time to uh, send that to us. And I hope to maybe have him on to discuss it a little bit more uh, tomorrow morning at about 940. We'll see how his uh, schedule plays out. But he reached out to me and asked me if I would mention the PSA. Certainly not a problem. 
Uh, like anything else, I think the casino has its ups, has its downs. Uh, you know, I will tell you, quite frankly, I have never been one uh, to spend a lot of money in a casino. I got married in Las Vegas the first time, mm-hmm. and we went out there, and I played the slots and some blackjack and a couple of uh, you know other things. But I really, I, when it was time to get up and walk away, I got up and walked walk away. away. Uh, I've been to the Ameristar uh, Casino right there in St. Louis. Sure. Went in there, uh, got really lucky, was very fortunate, uh, you know, blew through some money, getting ready to go eat. We uh, played the slot machine before we left, hit a big jackpot, went and made all our money back, plus enough money to buy dinner. Cool. Went to the uh, cigar and uh, cognac bar or the whiskey bar, whatever you want to call it. Went back in, played some more, lost a bunch of money. <laughs> Did the same thing just before we were ready to leave. Hit it big again. When all the money back, we lost. Plus, we ended up taking home, uh, I think it was what we spent. Got that all back, plus another thousand dollars cool. cool. Good for you. And it's one of the few times I've ever left a casino with, a with, with money in my pocket yeah. to that extent. And then, you know, they talk about uh, people that have gambling issues and gambling problems, and they're talking about sports books, uh, sports booking, and sports betting in the in the state of Missouri. And, you know, uh, you know, when they see it as a revenue source, they're all about yeah, it. And yeah. that's what I'm waiting for when it comes to uh, possibly legalizing recreational marijuana in the state of Missouri. Now, we, we've, we've legalized uh, medical marijuana, and normally recreational uh, marijuana isn't too far off as far as uh, being being uh, something that the voters uh, agree on. But then, you know, what we were talking about earlier, where these uh, states that are going up against the feds, and uh, marijuana is still illegal on the federal level, but but who really cares? Yeah, the federal government can pound sand when it comes to all that. I, yeah. I don't know. They, they don't have any authority to, to uh, uh, regulate any of that stuff. If any of you brought that up, there is evidently an initiative petition uh, going around that would allow anyone over the age of 21 to possess and yep. use, yep. and then, here's the biggie, cultivate. Now, think about this for a minute. If well, that passes, it's not going to be like a, one of those uh, places where they grow it. Yes, cultivate. You could grow your own. Well, I, I think there's a limit to the amount of, 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 okay. of plants that you can... Which, it's silly, but to me... Not like you're going to see it. some farmer clear out all his corn and soybeans and plant marijuana. Don't bank on that. That's possible. <laughs> but here, here's my thing, though, on it at all. Okay? So, first we came along with the medical marijuana stuff yeah. and all these hoops and the loops that you had to jump through and, right. and the big monies you had to put up for these huge grow facilities and, and all of the security and all this other junk. And then they come along with a law that says you can have, possess, use, and grow your own. What is that going to do to all those other facilities? I mean, there's plenty of people that are going to use the stuff that don't want to go grow it, but that there are a whole lot of them that probably do use it that will grow it. So uh, it just seems to me as though, you know, you've had this, you've, you, you've legalized the thing, and now you have, you know, tens of millions of dollars invested into it, and now maybe a constitutional amendment may come along that, at least to what I see, uh, almost do away with all of that stuff, you know. Um, and the casino, you know, Lake of the Ozarks, and switch subjects, is getting ready to, I think, just absolutely explode everywhere at every end from 
the beginning, coming into Lake of the Ozarks, out around uh, the W cutoff, all the way to the end of Camdenton and beyond, uh, out past, uh, out even into Max Creek. I think it's well, going sure. to start just going absolutely nuts here. We're seeing the land being bought up, bought up in big chunks by some very impressive people. If you know anything about what's going on in the Camdenton area, mm-hmm. um, there's some impressive folks that are buying up some big chunks of land. Yes, sir. And they are not going to just sit on it. No. They're going to do some very interesting things with it, I believe. And, uh, you know, we have these couple of TIFF ideas coming up here with the with this uh, sports complex and then and then the mall redo and a possible casino coming in and and all of these different sorts of things if you are not prepared for the lake of the ozarks to be the next biggest thing in the country possibly um you need to start preparing yourself because i think uh in the next five to ten maybe less years lake of the ozarks is going to be maybe the destination in the country. I truly believe that is potentially there for us. And um, I don't think, I, I don't know what would stop it other than some, I don't even know if a great uh, economic upheaval will stop it because look what happened with COVID. We thrived uh, during that time frame because, you know, we were somewhere we, and, and we were free here as it were. And you looked and, and you know, I, and it wasn't anything that ever any government entity did. It's what the people decided to do on their own. The people here just decided, yeah, we're not going to play that game with the rest of the country. We're going to live free in, 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 uh, uh, in Lake of the Ozarks area. And we did. And, uh, the TMZ video, you know, I don't know what they hope to accomplish with that, but I don't think it was the uh, the outcome that it they were looking for. It sure yeah, did. I sure think so. Here's another thing, an interesting point you bring up. There are states that are starting to decriminalize certain forms of drug use, and I don't know if it's based on the amount or exactly what, but we're talking some of the pretty heavy-duty stuff, too. Yeah, I think um, was, it, it, something was proposed in Oregon, Oregon. where uh, are those people just flat-out off their rockers <laughs> or what? Very, very liberal state. Probably one of the most liberal people don't think about it. It's probably one of the most they liberal states. they got a lot of good food country. up there, but yeah, uh, I, I guess, you know, uh, maybe beautiful. not so much, uh, and, and it is a beautiful place, but let's, uh, let's uh, take an opportunity here because uh, we've got a substantial amount of time, and I'd like you to get into this a little bit because we talk community, but a lot of what we're seeing now are maybe we're not seeing it because the media isn't pouncing on it like they should. I mean, you know, we're still worried about trying to do things to slow down Donald Trump so he doesn't try to make another presidential run in 2024. Yeah. Let's talk about what you have there in front of you. So, yeah, this came off of uh, Telegram, uh, Brian Cates, and um, uh, what's the other one there? Uh, Substack and, and uh, Techno, Techno something or other, Technofog, I think it is. Um, they have been following this uh, Durham investigation. And um, if the rest of you haven't been, it's be- maybe because uh, the mainstream media doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, very much like the Hunter laptop, which is about to explode everywhere. It's my understanding that the contents of that laptop are going to be downloaded into the internet for anybody to look at in any way they want to and uh um, I think that's going to be a game changer too. But you know, we've talked about this before. Um, you know, justice in this country and 
one of the things that that helps destroy a country is when you see those at the top getting away with things that we here, uh, you know, us little plebes would never be able to get away with. And we've been seeing this with the Clintons and other politicians. It's not just the Clintons. It's just I think they're probably the most criminal uh, of all the various politicians. Um, Maybe just right up there with Joe Biden and and his family as well, it seems to be. Uh, But, uh, you know, these folks have been getting away with this stuff for year after year after year. It's been in the news. It gets covered up. Uh, Somebody gets slapped on the hand. You know, somebody gets a bullet in the back of the head, uh, whatever, and then you never hear anybody of it it again. And so many times, you know, I think of the Miller Miller probe into into Donald Trump. How many different leaks and speculation and and all of the different drip and drip and drip and, and things that were meant to be leaked to help thwart Donald Trump effort uh, at everything that he did, um, come to find out um, through this Durham probe is all of that was a hoax. It was all a hoax. It appears as though it was all a hoax. Everything, all of the this dossier from Russia, uh, the information. I didn't even know anything about the Alpha Bank, what's called the Alpha Bank. I, I didn't even know anything about that. Uh, but uh, all of these different things, it seems, has been nothing but a big... Um, an actual conspiracy um, perpetrated by uh, the Clinton campaign and uh, her law firms and a lot of the people that she's involved with, Perkins Cooey and all these other uh, folks. And it looks as though, um, from what I was reading here, you know, they play these games, these big lawyers play these big games when it comes to the law. And one thing I'm finding out with my brother's uh, problem with the ATF is that they don't care about how much time it takes. They've got all of our money and all of their time. And, um, you know, when it comes to the Durham investigation, yeah, they still have all of our money, but they're trying to seek some actual justice. The other side has all of their money and a pile of lawyers that just continue to tie this up and tie it up and tie it up. And what I'm reading here is they're trying to uh, say that some of these things don't actually exist, and Durham, his investigators are coming back and say, well, okay, you can uh, deny this, but here's what's going to happen in open court. Our people are going to say X, Y, Z, and if you'd like to get into X, Y, Z, we're more than welcome to do that, and it seems as though some of these other folks are backing up because they don't want to hear what X, Y, Z is. Exactly. You know, they don't want to hear what uh, the federal investigators have actually found, and what I find most fascinating about this investigation the lack of leaks the lack of information that has been coming out most of the information you see is from actual court filings and those are things that you you know those are all legal entities you don't fudge that stuff that is real stuff coming out and uh, generally it looks like the Durham team is holding their cards very close to their vest the only thing that they're letting go are things that they have to let go. And if you take the time, there's a lot of different dots to put together. And I haven't taken the time to put many of those dots together. I've got too many things in life going on. But if you were to take the time and put these dots together, because I know some people that have, um, there is a direct line from all of this um, <clears throat> lies about Donald Trump that go directly back to Hillary Clinton and her campaign. Go figure. 
Yeah, right. Now, you know, I, I get they have tried to call this opposition research, and uh, opposition research is an absolutely true thing, real thing when you're when you're running a, a political campaign. But they went from researching and trying to find out real things that they could use against their opponent. They went about making up everything they wanted to use about their opponent, um, and it seems as though virtually everything made up about Donald Trump with any kind of Russia collusion or or uh, connections whatsoever is just simply made out of thin air. I will tell you that I think a large part of the population knows that, and I think that a large part of the population realizes and understands, and maybe a few of the folks on the other side are thinking, well, maybe this Trump guy isn't as bad as the left and the Democrats have made him out to be. Uh, yeah, I know he's uh, had his missteps like uh, every other person that's been in the office as far as President of the United States and things that he did, as a matter of fact, uh, making campaign donations to the Clintons uh, years ago. Yeah. But, you know, the only thing I think a lot of people don't like about Donald Trump is he can come off as very arrogant sometimes, extremely arrogant in some situations. And the way he, you know, I don't know if he's ever had anybody that's lasted as as some sort of an assistant to him when he wants to get on Twitter, or, well, he can't do that anymore, or, or you know, get on social media or, or, or do something where he's, you know, he sees something, it's like knee-jerk, he reacts, and maybe he should have taken the time to kind of sit down and think it through a little bit more. I, I think that's one of the biggest issues, one of the biggest problems. And then there are people who look at him and say, well, this guy's a, you know, a billionaire, and he's got all kinds of money, and you know what he does, what he says will really never affect me uh, the way he thinks it might, but... A lot of people say, well, no, he's a businessman, and so he knows how to run government like a business. And I think we saw a lot of that when he was president of the United States, and I think that's what a lot of people fear if he's given an opportunity to run again in 2024. Whether he's successful or not, he could be somebody that really, really, really takes votes away from whoever the Democratic candidate may be. And uh, they obviously don't want that. They want to shut him down. They're going after his kids. They're going after him. Uh, all the while, there's the Hunter Biden laptop. And, you know, I don't know if anybody's been paying attention to how much uh, military aid the United States has been pumping into Ukraine and how Joe has been uh, standing up for the Ukraine. And, uh, you know, didn't does anybody remember all of that stuff that happened a while back involving Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and Ukraine. I mean, uh, is 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 there a reason why we're doing what we're doing? You think? Do you think maybe a little? Uh, yeah, just a touch. Uh, yeah, just a touch. Um, you know, there's some folks that say that uh, Putin has messed up uh, the Biden money laundering machine. You know, and and because uh, if they had those ties in Ukraine like that, and there was a lot of money going through there, you know, uh, some people back and others have have pointed out the the trail of of uh, of money laundering. So uh, that's a big deal to them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think what's going on with a bunch of this is, you know, you stir the hornet's nest and you stir it and you stir it and you keep pounding it and you keep pounding it. And eventually people just kind of say, I'm done with it. I want it all to just go away and be done. Right. And I think some 
are at that point when it comes to Donald Trump, unfortunately. The left has just continued to batter it and uh, perpetrate the lies and the falsehoods and the, and the misdirection for long enough now that uh, maybe people are going to start saying, you know, I just want it to end, make it go away, let's do something different and, and go on a different path. Um, and the downside to that, really for me, is that we're not seeing that justice. We're not going to see these people that have perpetrated these frauds actually get held accountable for it. And if you don't do that, then it's going to happen again. There's going to be another, um, you know, another big rising star of some nature in the political realm that the left is going to, uh, you know, for our side, as it were, and uh, the left is going to try to take that individual out. Uh, wait until DeSantis really uh, gets even more traction than he already does. Um, you know, they haven't even started on uh, uh, Christy Nome up in, uh, wasn't in North Dakota yet. Um, so wait until, look, I mean, look what they did to Sarah Palin. I mean, my gosh, uh, that, that poor woman was excoriated. Did she say a few things that, that uh, you could exploit? Yeah, if you did it the right way, you could exploit it. Doesn't everybody? Uh, but, man, they, they just get into somebody that they know is going to be a problem, and they just hit them and hit them and yeah, hit them yeah. to the point where you know people just get fed up with it, and we don't want to hear it no more. Let's, let's move on to the next shiny object. That's why, that's why people are paying attention to this whole Johnny Depp thing. <laughs> because they're tired of it, you know, and, and, and there's so many people out there, I, I, I would imagine, if you sat down and you polled people about what's going on uh, politically versus what's going on in the world of entertainment, most people would say, yeah, well, the world of entertainment, I can, can probably rattle off a bunch of stuff about that. Uh, yeah, it is what it is, but when a, a supposedly legitimate news network is spending two hours on this whole Johnny Depp thing. You know what? There's plenty of these types of cases all over the place, and the only reason these people are getting uh, uh, any recognition uh, whatsoever is based on who they are. But And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, th- that's why we have things like low voter turnout during, uh, like, the election that we had uh, earlier in the sure. month, you know? Because people don't take the time. They'll watch what some idiot who has no bearing or relevance on life is doing because their life has been turned upside down. However, there's people that are struggling. What about home? What, what about the homeless situation in this country? Has anybody addressed that? What about uh, uh, human trafficking? Are, are we taking enough time and devoting enough time to that? I mean, there, there's so many different things going on out there that are relevant, yet we pick and choose these uh, these irrelevant topics and people to dwell on. Well, I think part of that is we expect the entertainment industry to be a little bit dirty and a little bit this and a little bit of drama and uh, whatnot, maybe even a lot of drama. Yeah. When I think otherwise, people in you know think about when it comes to politics, you know, and governing things, it should be straightforward and it should just be uh, here's your job, go 